Welcome to McDonald's. What can I get you today? Hi, she'll have the quarter pounder with cheese, extra mustard, no pickles, and I'll have a 10-piece chicken McNuggets. And, and two sides, sides of ranch, please. The we've done this before meal. Get it at McDonald's when you get two of your faves for just six bucks. Limited time only. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. <laughs> Welcome back to Beltaloda, the officially unofficial podcast for the Expanse on Amazon Prime. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron, and we're here today to do our annual uh, season preview for season five. We uh, just got screeners in the door a little bit ago, so we're—I I know you've seen at least the first three episodes, which are going to be mm-hmm. dropping Wednesday, December sixteenth. S- supposedly at 9 a.m. Eastern time, which is noon, or 9 a.m. Pacific, which is noon Eastern. That's when the spoilers are unembargoed. I, which you would assume. With, yeah. Our experience, <laughs> if our experience with the boys is predictive. Yeah, it'll be out actually be Tuesday night at like 8 p.m. or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. December 15th. So look, look start Tuesday looking for it. Tuesday at 3 p.m., why not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about the new season. I, like I said, I know you've seen at least three episodes. I've seen the first one episode, uh, but I have read obviously book five and I, I was able to finish book six, um, over the last month, I actually reread book five, read through all of book six, haven't got to seven yet. Um, but I, it doesn't seem like they're going to get much beyond six, except for there's one hanging, hanging Chad here, one hanging thread that I really want them to pull at. And it seems like they might be, but We'll we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, maybe we should talk a little bit about how we're going to cover this season because obviously we got screeners for this season, and so it's going to be a little different than most of our other shows, but similar to how we covered season four, right? Because um, if well, you recall, I mean, we, we had we, we we did like uh, just kind of jumped through. We we only did like three podcasts for season four. We tried to because because they released them all in one go. Oh, uh, this time right, Amazon. right, right. Amazon. It's gonna if you similar if you to how were, we covered the boys, actually. There you go. Um, there you go. We got if screeners you, on that because it's exactly the same release model. They're dropping the first three episodes in one day, and then one episode per week. Uh, there'll be ten episodes total, I believe. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we get a nice, nice injection of fresh content, and seeing the first three episodes, uh, that's uh that's a doozy of a place to stop. Uh, <laughs> for sure. I don't want to spoil anything, but um, uh, then then we'll be getting and and since we've got these uh, screeners, we'll be recording a lot of these things in advance. Um, and since mm-hmm. it's dropping over to holidays, unfortunately, again, uh, essentially the first five episodes we'll all have recorded in advance, and they'll just be kind of streamed out. We will be taking feedback though. Uh, Expanse at baldmove.com is how you send that in. There'll also be threads, I imagine, on the forums at forums.baldmove.com. Uh, but if you want to send stuff to the, the show, Expanse at baldmove.com is where you do it. And we'll we'll probably catch up with that feedback uh, mid season, say, uh, and we'll be there for the home stretch. The other exciting thing that we're going to be doing—it's a new technology that uh, that Twitch and Amazon um, uh, uh, developed jointly—is that you can watch any Amazon Prime show uh, on Twitch with an audience. And we're going to be doing that for all of the fresh Expanse episodes. We've actually been doing a, a rewatch of, of, of the Expanse leading up to this. And in fact, if you want to come to Sci-Fi Sundays this Sunday night, we're going to be doing the uh, episode 9 and 10, the, the penultimate and ultimate episode, finale episodes of season four on twitch.tv slash baldmove. 
If you're an Amazon Prime member, it's really easy. Just get yourself a free Twitch account. I'll link them together. There's instructions on our twitch.tv slash bald move about page on how to do that. Walks you through. And it's it's magic. You just you 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 join up at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we hit play. Everybody watches it. It's all synchronized. We can all have commentary. It's it's fun hanging out with the chat. It's a great way to watch the expanse. And we'll be doing that for all new episodes the following Sunday. So it comes out on Wednesday. That Sunday, we will be doing that week's episode. And in the case of the first week, we'll be doing three episodes. Um, and we also we also get started, um, you know, kind of the um, the pregame, the uh, the the featured the what what do you call that? What, what, what they, they they run like Flash Gordon before a movie in the fifties. It's a uh, yeah it's a warmer up. I forget what they a call that. My the time. teaser. Yeah, sure, the warmer the, upper. Yeah, the the uh, the hors d'oeuvre. We're going to be doing the uh, foreplay, classic start the foreplay. Yeah, mm-hmm. to get y'all got y'all slick. Uh, we're going to be doing Star Trek: The Next Generation, classic episodes of that for the first bit. So at eight p- eight p.m. we're starting with Star Trek, and then we'll be doing all three episodes of the first season, or I'm sorry, season five of The Expanse uh, next Sunday. Um, and we're going to keep that, even though we'll be on we'll be on Christmas vacation. Yeah. Uh, from like mid December to the to first of January, we're still going to watch The Expanse and do Sci Fi Sundays because we love it that much. Yeah, it's the only thing we're doing uh, for work during those two weeks. Um, and and our podcast, as far as release of those things go, we're going to schedule them all for noon when the embargo is up on the day of release. But if we see that the episodes have already dropped, probably drop the episodes early because yeah. why not? It's it's yeah. tough to say. Oh, the the thing that we released, it's embargoed. You can't review it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but hopefully, yeah, some uh, some of you guys will uh, and gals will be motivated to come join us and, and watch the Expanse with us, um, and you know, get plugged into Sci Fi Sundays because it's something we're going to be keeping going uh, throughout twenty twenty one as well. Uh, yeah. What else? Do, I think that's about all we need to talk about as far as the actual housekeeping of Beltaloda. I think the, so. The belters have all been loaded. Uh, <laughs> I I feel like it's maybe time to do a little refresher because obviously we've been watching this on Sci-Fi Sundays, but a lot of people haven't seen uh, The Expanse since last year, uh, last December. So and, maybe a slight in, in refresher. The last two, in, in the last two weeks, I actually wrapped up my first time read of, of Book Four. Nice. Uh, what a ciabatta burn. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, that bread just got too hot. Yeah, man, you you you, you let it toast on on Illus or I'm sorry, New Terra. If you're an RCA fan, RCE, yeah, RCE. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I finished reading that and it was really interesting because I remembered a lot of your commentary um, as I was reading it and kind of like because I remembered the two things that stood out in my mind is you said. Murtry is an even bigger asshole in the books, which I'm like, how can you gape bigger and be Mm -hmm. more unwashed than Murtry in season four? You weren't lying, man. Dude. You were not lying. Fuck that guy. He is twice, at least twice as big an asshole in the books. Um, It's hard to put your... He's just more brazen and Mm. more or less... I don't know. Not that Murtry was charming in the series, but... um, And you you also spend more time with him. It's like... In a book, you're spending hours upon hours upon hours with this guy, at least double the amount of hours, right? Uh, and some of his internal thought processes and mm-hmm. the awful, the truly awfulness that he is contemplating um, is, is is breathtaking. The other thing is you mentioned that you found the, uh, you know, Miller bot versus the dark matter, angry God's eye, anti-protomolecule molecule, um, like anticlimactic. And I'm like, because I saw the... Yeah. I, 
Yeah, I looked in my notes from last season that I was like really impressed with that like show that set piece. But of course, you read it in the books where they don't have a budget for words, and right. it is like like uh, as amazing as I thought that was. Like reading the book, it's kind of like a junior high version of the musical, you know, the, of a Broadway musical. Like they don't quite have the budget; they don't quite, you know, this is supposed to be a set, and it's really just cardboard. Um, it's 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 pretty yeah. amazing. That and I, I remember um, it's been a long time since I read book four, but I remember the whole stuff with. Uh, the the Barbara Picola being more involved, um, them having a harder oh, time yeah. keeping that thing in orbit, and them having more like threats and, and uh, more more things to deal with coming from the RCE crew. Yes, there's a whole militia. There's space battles with spacesuits on on, and the, the mutiny you know, stuff was. Uh, is that from is that from season four? Or is that from uh, book three? I think you're talking book three. There's not okay. really a mutiny. Yeah. Uh, there's different 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 factions on board. Hey, yeah, there's a whole plot right, with, right. with Havilick, which was um, Miller's old partner on on was a series station. Uh-huh. Um, that he was like the head of the junior head of security, left in charge of the ship in orbit, the Edward Israel, while Mercury's fucking around down on the planet, and he's trying to get like the the you know um the inners kind of organized especially the terrans on the 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 into a militia that they could repel belters if they had to they kidnap naomi uh for like half the book and hold her in a cell over there like none of this stuff happens on the show they just just cut all this stuff down to, to make it very simple the stuff that's happening on the surface by and large but yeah um uh, yeah, but yeah, um, so well, I'm pretty fresh up on my season four stuff, too, is what I'm saying. OK, cool. Um, so let's talk about, a little bit about where we left off uh, in season four. Obviously, season four was centered almost entirely around Illis. It was basically Illis and then Avrasarla back on Earth and then Bobby on Mars. Right. Um, and and uh, let's start with the stuff off of Illis, because I guess it's the, the smallest stuff. But like Avrasarla had this battle with Nancy Gao the entire season over who was going to get elected to. The position she currently holds is, is Avrasarly going to get reelected or is Nancy Gao going to get elected and oust her? Turns out Nancy Gao does win that election. Um, so Avrasarla now is. It, I'm not sure they state her position in season four, but they do right she's, off the bat in season five. Yeah, she's she's exiled to Luna, to, to the yeah. moon, essentially far away where she can't really. Uh, she she's still, I think an important part of the Terran government on paper, but she's clearly the odd person out. But so I, I don't know you and I, when we were watching season four, I remember talking about how Avrasarla seemed like she was out of her element when she was a uh, secretary, uh, secretary general. Um, when yeah. she was the, uh, when she was like the uh, under assistant, under secretary, whatever the fuck she was before. Uh, Power Sorrento. Yeah, um, she was much better, right? She she knew how to work in those those spaces. Do you think we see that Avrasarla come back out now that she's no longer, you know, working for an election and under scrutiny of the public eye as much? I hope so. From um, I you know I don't want to do much spoilers, but from what I've seen so far, she's she's kind of frustrated and chafing, um, hmm. you know, okay. in, in this role, and and uh, you know still. Uh, there's still some estrangement with her and, and, and Arjun, uh, you know, Blajun, Najun, whatever the, the, the new, uh, the, uh, Arjun. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, that's that's the that's the hope. Like, how does she? I guess, I guess that's a big question. Is like, how does she, or if she even does, wrest control from Nancy Gao? Did they? Does she you know, find some way to spin up some kind of independent skunk works operation within the UN government to kind of uh, you know track down these threats to Earth and and to humanity at this point? It's not just Earthers and Belters and Martians. It's you know, what if we go and we activate this civilization or, you know, this this one threat we know is wiped out a galaxy spanning civilization far beyond our comprehension before what the hell would humanity do if they were confronted with that that threat again? Like there's there's a lot of, you know, serious, serious threats and all and I don't blame them, but all the people on Earth and Mars and the belt can see is the opportunity, you know, because there's been so little for yeah. so few for so long. Uh, mm. that they, they're ready to roll the dice with that. Yeah. No, it's it's super interesting how that stuff plays out in these coming books, at least. Uh, we'll see how it goes in the series. Um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Officer is not a huge part of book five. She's she's in it. Um, I, I won't talk too much about it, but like she's kind of in the background of book five. Mm. Um, so I don't I don't I don't know if they're going to push ahead into you know she's not a huge part of book six she's she's in there certainly as well so hmm. i'm i'm wondering what they're going to do with her like we might see not entirely new stories for her but get a lot more insight into what she's doing because she does have important roles to play so uh, but but you don't see a ton of it and so i well, really think like avasarala wasn't really in book four either. She was right. like uh, mentioned because you, you get you uh, like Holden would refer to some message where she screamed at him that, you know, or like she, you get a tight, you get a fragment of a tight beam of her berating Holden for fucking something up or whatever. But like, she's not yeah. really a POV character. She's not even, she's not much of a character, just something that's alluded to. Like, that's why Holden is here, yeah. you know, on, on Illus and Nutera because they're counting on him to do the thing he always does which is be honest and tell the truth. And uh, that's politically advantageous for them at that moment. Yeah. And she has a more active role to play in, in books beyond book four. So uh, hopefully we'll get to see more of her. Cause God, I love her. <laughs> the, mm-hmm. uh, she's such a good actor. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk about Bobby. That's the other kind of off off world thing happening here over on Mars. Um, Bobby has been do, doing some stuff from the gods of risk novella this that last season in season four um which involves like finding out who is buying martian gear um and and using like the underworld there on mars as it sort of falls apart thanks to the new worlds that have opened up and all that opportunity like you're talking about and people are leaving mars right um and and mars is it seems like mars is being stripped and just sold off so yeah. I think Everything that's must go. <laughs> pretty much where we leave her, right? Like she's in with this, like a lot of that underworld gets killed off, I think, at the end of the season. I think what happens is that she, at the in the last bit, um, reaches out to Avasarala and says, ma'am, because Avasarala tried to offer her a position on, in her administration and she, she turned, turned it down because she's yeah. trying to, she's very proud and she wants to make it as a Martian and she believes yeah. in the future of Mars. Uh, book four, you know, season four book, uh, season four at least is kind of her being disillusioned with all that. But yeah. she, at the end, she sends a message to Avasarala saying, ma'am, I've uncovered this kind of conspiracy to sell Martian military weaponry. 
uh, to people to to, to who, whomever, and somebody needs to do something about it, and I need help. Essentially, okay. Uh, I want to take I want to take you up on that job offer, um, and that pretty much is an uh, early goings of season five. Her essentially doing what she did. She's still doing like criminal stuff, but it's like as undercover, kind of like trying to figure out who is doing this, where is this stuff going? You know, get, turning it into actionable intel for Avasarala. Yeah. Um, so I assume we're going to see the, the continuation of that storyline with Bobby here in season five. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other group, kind of the only other main group uh, to talk about is the Rossi group. And at the end of book four, or sorry, season four of the show, uh, the Rossi has, you know, dealt with the situation on Illus, and there's a an uneasy truce there, I guess, uh, now that Mercury's arrested and, and you know, or, or no, killed? Killed? No, he's arrested, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, he should have been killed, but he was arrested. Damn you, Holden. Really funny... There's a really funny sight gag uh, with Amos's gear involving Mercury that I quite enjoyed. Uh in, in, in the early goings of season five. I'm not going to say anything more than that. Okay. Just, just pay attention huh. to, to, to Amos's personal effects uh, for, for an Easter egg uh, about his conflict with Mertry. Huh. Pretty right. entertaining. Uh, yeah, so the Rossi is in bad shape. They, they if you recall, had to use their railgun as a propulsion system in order to tow the Barbapicola to a higher orbit so that it wouldn't you know, burn up in the atmosphere while James Holden was down there fucking around with the alien technology. Um, he manages uh, the reason being that the fusion reaction uh, in the system was shut off thanks to the alien tech. Um, so Holden's down there fucking around with Millerbot and they're going through the catacombs of this old technology and they managed to find the, essentially the power switch uh, that Miller has been looking for and he manages to with the help of Okoye and uh, Millerbot shut down this alien technology. The fusion reaction comes back online and they're able to save the Barbacola. But the Rossi took a lot of damage in the process. Yeah, there's like, you know, uh, the the uh, fucking Mercury, that asshole, uh, launched the armed shuttle at him and did some yeah. damage. So the, the, the Rossi is uh, really banged up. It's really, really, really banged up in the books. Um, uh, yeah, like 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 half disabled. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think the show is not as bad, but still it's going to have to spend quite a bit of time in dry dock, um, which gives the crew for the first time since the fucking can't mm-hmm. uh, the ability to kind of do whatever they want. They're grounded for some time. Uh, and the thing that the, the thing that surprised me about season five, I wasn't expecting is the crew just kind of fragments. Um, yeah. everyone kind of, and you, you saw that in the trailer, um, mm-hmm. that everyone's kind of doing their own thing, but everyone really kind of does their own thing. Amos has some business that he has to finish, uh, some mysterious business he has to finish on, on earth. Um, Alex decides that he wants to go back to Mars and try to like make some kind of contact with his family and maybe check up on his old war buddy, uh, Bobby. Yeah. And then Naomi, uh, one of the big, uh, plot crumbs from season four is her, Finding that you know, uh, getting getting some information about her son and her ex lover Marcos, and uh, I, I think it seems like one of the major themes for her this season is trying to find her son Philip, and you know, get him out from underneath his terrorist father's clutches. Yeah. Um, and so she's doing that, and she doesn't want you know famous Terran 
boyfriend James Holden tagging along. So, so you know, Jim gets left behind and everybody else kind of has their own little adventures. I have no idea how long that's going to last before everybody gets back together. I was already, I already think it sucks that Bobby's off and doing her own thing. Now everybody's kind of yeah. doing, doing their own thing. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering what brings them back together at this point. Yeah. It, it feels so weird. It's, it's like, it's a different thing for the expanse. It's a, it's a change of pace when it happens in the books. Uh, I will say I really enjoyed book five and they did this same thing. So mm. look forward to, you know, a, a good season. I, I don't think it affected it. Um, uh, no, but so it, it's far, strange. It's like when you, it just wasn't what I expected. Yeah. Uh, when you think about like, oh, if they in Firefly did this right and like Mal went one way and right. <laughs> did Shane goes the other way and right and Walsh and everybody, yeah, like it, it would it would not feel like Firefly. Um, the Expanse somehow manages to pull it off where it still feels very much like the Expanse, uh, even though all these characters are cast to the wind. I agree. A couple of other characters I want to touch on is Drummer which has become kind okay. of a fan favorite, one of my favorites. Uh, she rage quits Fred Johnson's organization at the end of last season. Uh, so she's going to be doing her own thing. Um, uh, Ash Kloss Ashford is dead, so he's not going to be a part, but he is certainly in the early goings of season five, weighs heavy on uh, drummer's mind. Um, and... This is something that tickled me as someone that's gone and read the book kind of in arrears. Drummer didn't exist in book three. Yeah. Uh, it was this person, Carlos the Bull. It was one of uh, Fred Johnson's old, like he was like the sergeant to Fred's lieutenant or whatever in, in the, the Terran Marines. And there's an old war buddy and he kind of like presses him back to like be his security chief. Uh, and Drummer entirely took his role. Mm-hmm. But in season five, since Drummer's gone and, you know, he still needs a, a chief of security, they just resurrect that guy from book three, pull him <laughs> in exactly like they do in nice. the beginning of book three with Fred, you know, like kind of like rolling like, hey, you owe me and you don't might not even like me or want to be here, but I need you. And uh, I really like that because I thought. I, as much as I love drummer, I really liked Bull, and now I feel like I get to see both flavors, um, and it's yeah. it's pretty cool. Uh, I will say about the drummer thing. I think what they're gonna do with drummer because you see her in the preview, so she's definitely in this season. Certainly, yep. Um, this this won't mean much for people who haven't read book six yet, but I think she's gonna be the Michio Pa of the group, and. That doesn't mean anything to me neither. <laughs> yeah, I will say she has a big role to play if that's the case, but I really don't know what they're huh. doing with Drummer because they've replaced one character with Drummer. Are they going to replace another with Drummer and replace Drummer with an, uh, the character she replaced initially? I yeah. I could see it. It, w- it would totally work out um, from a motivation standpoint. So, yeah. There's a couple of other surprise faces from previous seasons that I don't want to necessarily spoil, but like characters that I would never have thought are going to be, you know, a, a big part of the expanse going forward are kind of put front and center in the early goings in season five, which I think is a treat. One thing that I, I had a big question from last year is, is Miller really truly gone? And what does that even mean? You know, like Miller and in and, and the books, I think um, the books, one of my favorite parts of the fourth book is the inner monologue of the investigator. Mm-hmm. Like every few chapters, you would get this thing where it's from like the I don't know how to describe it because it's very cool and extraterrestrial, but it's essentially yeah. 
told from the perspective of the protomolecules reaching out subroutine mm-hmm. and like all the blends of the different consciousnesses in there. And Miller's one of them, the investigator. It's one of the tools that it tries to use to do, you know, the, the flip on switches and, and open doors and all the things he was talking about. And I really got an, uh, a, a real appreciation for what they're doing with that. Cause it's not literally Miller. And if Miller right. comes uh, back, it doesn't mean that it's even the same Miller that was the investigator before. It's just, it's, it, yeah. it can take Miller apart and use him uh, however it wants. And he's got, he's got awareness, but the protomolecule doesn't. I think that stuff was all fascinating. Um, and it's an open question for me of whether we'll ever see Miller again. And what does that even mean? If we see Miller again, is it the same Miller? Um, I, I, but I, I hope so because I think that's some of the best parts in the book and I really enjoyed like in season four, they do a lot more of the Miller and Holden stuff. Like there's at one point where Holden tells Miller that like, do you know anything about the fusion that's no longer working in orbit of Illus? And <laughs> Miller says something like bold of you to assume that it stopped that effect stops at the, at the orbit and Miller and Holden's like, are you <laughs> oh, telling me shit. that the sun is going to stop working? <laughs> oh my God, Miller's the sun going to stop, wor-? you know, like. Uh, and it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot of funny exchanges like that because the other thing is like Miller knows a lot, but not, like I said, it's really hard to describe those interludes they're called mm-hmm. with the investigator because it is, it's really hard to write like intelligences. They're not like yourself and they did a really fucking good job. And I, I hope we still get that. Um, I hope we still get that stuff because we know that Fred, you know, one of the big things you need to remember is Fred Thompson. Johnson. Uh, Johnson, thank you. Fred Johnson has the protomolecule still. Yeah. Yeah, the, there is a piece of protomolecule uh, still out there. So The other thing, I, I don't know if the show didn't make this or if it just uh, this point enough or it was made especially well in the book, but the idea that Illus was, or New Terra was a dead planet mm-hmm. until the protomolecule got in the orbit on the Rossinanti, that little blob that they had in their cargo hold. And that started waking everything up. Um, so I thought one of the things was going to be all these human colonies going to all these different worlds, and they're all going to have these different adventures with these protomolecule stuff. But it doesn't seem like that's the case, except there is still a little bit of live protomolecule in the solar system and what the hell is going to happen with that. Right. And that's kind of what I love about it because Avrasarla is so, you know, worried about uh, what's going to happen if people start going through the gates and activating technology that we don't even understand uh, from beings that are so much more powerful than us. It's, could it just simply be that like, if humanity doesn't have a sample of the protomolecule, there's nothing to fear. And so, like, everything that Nancy Gao is saying about the opportunities and stuff this affords us it is going to be totally cool and totally fine because there's not enough protomolecule out there and it's hidden away. And mm-hmm. I don't know, all good questions. I will say, like, yeah, I'm I'm super hopeful that Miller comes back. I've, I won't say anything uh, about future books, but obviously one of my favorite characters, my favorite character uh, throughout this show. So I'm. If he does come back, I'm looking forward to it. Um, the other big massive cliffhanger from the previous season is the multiple, I think it's between eight and ten stealth asteroids that Marco Sonaros has used u- using stolen Martian stealth technology and set on a collision course with Earth. Yeah. Uh, you know, the big questions I had, I just used these for my notes from last year, is like, you know, when are they going to hit? Will they hit? Uh, how big are they? What kind of devastation is it going to cause? Um, 
I mean, that's like the big, you know, checkoffs gun of this entire season. Like what, oh, you yeah. know, what, what's going on with those? Can they be stopped? Um, will, cause earth doesn't even know about them. That's the really terrifying part. Um, mm-hmm. are they going to be able to, you know, find out in time? How will they, like, those are all a bunch of open questions. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't Ch- say anything more. <laughs> I yeah, I know too much. I can't say. Um, I will say that uh, you know we haven't discussed a trailer, but um, one thing I will say about the trailer is uh, all but about ten seconds of the trailer that I can tell, and it, they weren't even momentous ten seconds. They're just like you know a picture of like like one of them is a, a, a flashback scene apparently. Yeah. All those, like, 97% of the trailer comes from the first three episodes that you're going to see next mm-hmm. week. Um, so I like that because I like any time that you get to trailers, it's all early going material because that leaves a whole lot left for speculation and a whole lot left to see, a lot a lot of mystery to to unravel. Yeah, and it, it sets a pace for the season that, look, I think this is going to be a blisteringly fast season. Uh, as a matter of fact, we haven't talked yet about how uh, about the news, the big news about the expanse. Right, uh, season five is the second to last season. They're going to end it with the the next season, season six. I think they are about to blast not only through books five and six, but maybe through the entirety of the rest of the series in one way or another. I, I think there's a lot around five and six that could stop. Um, uh huh. But what they're doing with Monica Stewart especially makes me think they might try and blast right to the fucking end with her with her hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, I so I I've I've stayed very careful to be spoiler free. I have seen a couple of meta conversations that kind of say that like, look, books one through three were a trilogy, and no one thought that the end. You know, when you're reading book one and two, and we just talked about this in our pregame, like. I was watching those first seasons and I'm thinking like, you know, where they're going to do this proto molecule stuff. It's kind of dumb. The space zombies and like this kind of alien threads like, okay, whatever. I did not see Stargate, you know, <laughs> right, like, right. like system spanning universe spanning Stargates. Right. Like that. And I've heard that like the books four, five and six are another one of those where it's like, you think it's about one thing and then it's some kind of mind blowing thing that happens at the end that kind of kicks things up another notch. Now I can't, like I said, I couldn't even see Stargate. I'm thinking like, what the hell is the next kick up of the notch? And then my understanding is seven, eight, nine are then dealing with that other set of questions. So in just a way, I know we, we talked about this at the end of season three. Like if season three ended, yes, obviously, what's humanity going to do at the Stargate? But it's also kind of an interesting place to end the series. Like you've right. resolved yeah. the protomolecule stuff, all the stuff with the, you know, uh, and and the shadow government and the takeover to you in and the Martian plot and all this stuff all kind of was neatly tied together. And then, you know, season four really was a step forward beyond all that stuff. All the stuff that we were caring so much about was irrelevant. And I, yeah. I, I wonder if I wonder if that they, they've got a way to like sever things and leave it at season six. And I'm not saying they would stay there, mm-hmm. but like this was the production company's decision from what I understand. Um, and could they then take and shop it to a different studio? Would Amazon maybe take it over themselves? Are there a possibility to tell the other books and movies? I, I don't know, but why was it really good news? It's, it's just a huge puzzler to me why they'd shut this down because I essentially assume that they have a blank check from Amazon at this point. Like, make this thing, if you've noticed, it looks a hell of a lot better now that it's on uh, Amazon instead of sci-fi. 
like uh, sci-fi did a great job i don't want to give them too much shit but like amazon has bumped it up a notch you can tell they're spending money on this thing and you can tell that it's a passion project why the studio would say no to that to continue to make this i wonder if there's something where like look amazon doesn't have the best reputation as far as working with uh the people on its platform i wonder if they're squeezing you know the studio in the same way that they squeeze some of their uh product providers and things like that there might be some bad blood there i don't know um Maybe it could be something that Amazon's trying to, to, like you said, squeeze them so they can get it onto their own. It could just be that Alcon doesn't see, because uh, that's the other thing is like I, I just don't know. We don't, we don't have a lot of internal. We don't have a lot of insight into how big the expanse is. You know, right. when, yeah. when on, on Amazon's platform, right? Um, you know, like there was a big, massive increase in interest in expanse when it was being canceled during season three and the whole save. Uh, the the streaming Firehawks and Save the Expanse, all that stuff, like really increased a lot of interest. Blew up the subreddit from like thirty thousand people to like where it is at now, two hundred thousand. Um, but I don't, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's grown a lot since then. And I wonder if, especially since last year, I thought it was foolish to dump the whole thing a date, you know, three minutes till midnight on Christmas Eve or whenever it was. Yeah, and like it didn't really make a huge like it, you know. Season three was on the front page of Reddit and it was going around social media and it was trending on Twitter and it was trending on Facebook. Season four did not do that. I wonder if like Alcon's is kind of like, well, you know, we're going to make this thing. And on the next trilogy, it's just going to be another increase in budget. We're going to have to do it another. And like, we just don't want any part of it anymore. I don't know. Yeah, I don't have any special insight. I'm I'm making assumptions here, but. It, it just seems strange to me that like a, a show that has to have some kind of like set in stone, we're definitely going to make this stuff like it, it would have the production company going, eh, we don't want to. I will say that there's there's an opportunity for us to get a little like um, it's not it's, this is not like laboratory or Nielsen type data, but um, there's this app called Twitch Tracker that shows like the amount of traffic and various things. And one of the things is watch parties, which is this new technology that allows us to watch episodes with an audience on Twitch. And that technology essentially um, was kind of like at a very low level. And then the boys dropped. And then there's this massive increase in watch parties. Yeah. And I'm very, very curious when, you know, because Twitch is a very sci-fi friendly, you know, uh, the boys did very well on it. Is the when when The Expanse comes out, I'm I'm very curious about whether you see a similar spike. Is it going to be a bigger spike, a smaller spike? Because I think we know that Amazon considers the boys like a runaway hit. Yeah. Like they're very pleased with the way and it got a lot of made a big splash this year. Everybody was talking about it. Um, I'm very curious to compare those numbers when we get when when all that stuff comes out, because I think like if you see a spike as big as the boys, that says something, you know, for sure. If it's significant, if it's half the size or less, then it's like that says something too. again. It's not necessarily scientific. It's not necessarily representative because Twitch is a very unique platform with a very, you know, curated audience of mostly probably people open to sci fi and comic book stuff. But it's going to be some kind of data that we'll have our hands on. Um, and maybe we can talk about that as, as we go forward in the season. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited to see what they do. The, the other kind of big old meatball hanging out there is the, the news about Cass Anvar. Uh, he won't be a part of season six. And if, if people, if people haven't heard, uh, over the break between last season and this one, there has been a little bit of scandal about him 
uh, some sexual misconduct perhaps around maybe minors at conventions and it's, it was a whole thing. Um, yeah. And I don't know a ton of details. I just, what I kind of gleaned from the news articles I read, but he won't be coming back for season six, but he will be in season five. Cause they already shot him. And, uh, you know, I don't know what that means to write him out. I don't know if that means they'll replace him. I don't know that they've clarified that yet. Um, Not but sure. it's too bad because, yeah. like, uh, Cass Anvar, again, these these allegations are really serious and kind of gross, you know, like essentially preying on underage fans over yeah. social media and at convention appearances. He's a grown ass man. It's uh, it's that's that's really gross and damaging to people. And I could see a lot of fans not even wanting to watch a show with him in it at this point. Um but he's a really fucking good Alex, and mm-hmm. uh, it'd be big shoes to fill. Now, it's not impossible. Like, you know, hell, they recast the original Star Trek crew to some acclaim. They recast, they recast James Bond every 10 years or so. But uh, they also much incident. did recast Arjun, and we saw how that went. <laughs> not great. Not, not great. great. Um but that was something they didn't like. I, I heard that that was like kind of a last minute. It was a scheduling yeah. conflict with the original actor. It's not something they want to do. Now, this is obviously not something they want to do either, but they've got uh, years of lead time to, to fix yeah. this. So, like, if you want to find, like, it's surely you can find a fucking decent Alex out there if you wanted to. Or maybe you can just, you know, uh, um, you you could somehow write his character out in, in some way. I, I, I'm struggling yeah. to see. You know, like a between seasons, uh, t- uh, a tight beam that Holden gets saying, hey, I went back to Mars and I want to shack up with my old lady and just don't worry about me ever again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I think the crowd pleaser here is to pull in somebody who nobody can really argue with, like pull in Oscar Isaac or something, right? Like pull, yeah. pull in somebody big, Pedro Pascal, would, get him on that <laughs> Oh man, that would uh, that would be interesting. That would be like probably ten times the the casting budget of anybody else. But, but yeah. you know, your point stands. Like he was a really good Alex, and you know, yeah. he also that's the other damn shame about all this is he's cause he's beloved amongst the community for kind of spearheading uh, the the Save the Expanse campaign. And right. you know, it's unfortunate that he abused his power and trust that we put into him. In, in really gross ways. But that's, yeah, yeah. how I, I don't think that's like, because some people are like, oh my God. Because it was a really good news, bad news. Like, good news, yeah. Expanse has already been greenlit for season six in advance of season five even coming out. Like, yeah, Faith and they, and then it's like, uh, also, by the way, it's going to be the final season and Cass Anvar is going to be no longer part of the crew. And love. so. I don't. I don't think it has any. What I was getting at is, I don't think it has any. One has anything to do with the other. It's not like, oh shit, no, no. Cass Anvar's out. We got to shut this whole fucking thing down. But uh, it, it is, is going to be hard to replace him because he defines Alex for me. Like when I read books now, uh, I'm 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 seeing Cass Anvar's face when I'm reading Alex's chapters. All these people, it's, it's sometimes jarring because like uh, Naomi and Amos don't really particularly fit their physical descriptions um, in the yeah. in, in the series. So when I go back and read the books, it always takes me a while to recalibrate. Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, Naomi's Alex doesn't like this either. willowy seven foot tall alien looking woman. And yeah. Amos is a lot older and kind of pudgier, stockier, balding. And he's not. And this, Alex like, is the same, under- right? It, like Alex yeah, has gotten yeah. in better shape. It's been the joke. The running joke for the last three, right. four seasons is. Alex right. has, you know, gotten in better shape, and in the book, he's just this pudgy, yeah, beer he's gut. pudgy guy. Yeah, 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 drawling, drawling Texan guy. But yeah. yeah, it's a bummer. But I think it's also what you got to do. 
uh, there's got to sure. mean Jesus Christ. There's going to be consequences of this kind of behavior. So, um, yeah. but that's definitely bittersweet uh, getting season six and, and, and losing Alex and, and losing the series. Um, I, but I do, I, 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 I saw some statements, but Dan and Ty, uh, the joint writers for the expanse saying that like, uh, they always thought that the third trilogy was going to be a long shot because it is, I, again, I don't know what this means, but I hear that it's like a huge increase in terms of complexity and, sci-fi stuff and 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 maybe it's something would be better off on a big on a on a on a big budget movie but that's the other question is like that's why i'm really so desperate to know like how this is doing audience wise we're starting to get some cool merch you know there's like a whole line of ships is coming out there's some t-shirts and stuff available um but like i'm really because like you know the odds of us getting a hundred million dollar budget book seven is going to depend on how popular the series is, you know? And I, I we don't have any numbers sure. on that since it's left sci-fi, which, you know, it wasn't doing great there. Yeah. So uh, I, I will say, like, as far as, you know, the escalation of, of this stuff and if they ever get to book seven or whatever, we're staring down the barrel of another big ex- escalation. And that's the story of The Expanse, like you were talking about earlier. Every time you think... Oh, the story is, you know, small ball or, or, oh, that was wrapped up nicely. They don't need to go anywhere else. Boom, a ring gate opens, you know, or boom, the thing, the jellyfish comes out of Venus. Like, yeah, those are all huge moments that, that blew your mind. And they have a knack for somehow lulling me into this idea that they can't possibly go any bigger. And every time they do that, I'm, I'm put to shame because they go bigger and they go better and I think this season will be no different. And I assume books seven through nine, if they ever get around to making those on the, the big screen or the small screen, will be no different as well. I don't know. I, I'm I'm super excited to see what people think about this season because, man, those books, those books go places. I will say that, like, my impression of the first three episodes is it's a bit more of a slow burn. Um, you know, and it felt... It, um, huh. it, yeah, like they're they have a lot more to set up because happening. there are a lot a lot more uh, threads to pull out with everybody splitting up. Exactly, exactly, and you have to service all these characters, and they're all you know spread hither and yon, and uh, there's a lot of stuff that you know with with Amos's personal business and and uh, uh, Alex's personal business and Naomi's personal business. It takes a lot to set up and and, and establish, but. Uh, like I said, the 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 cliff the, the third episode uh, cliffhanger is a fucking doozy. Yeah. So I imagine things will start picking up uh, for sure, for <laughs> to sure, to say the least. I think that's about all I got. Um, yeah. Just 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 want to reiterate that next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time is when we plan on all three episodes of the first three episodes, I should say, of season five dropping. Yeah. Um, then we will drop an one episode every Wednesday. Hence, uh, there we will probably consider limited feedback of the first five episodes because we're going to re- essentially record all those in advance. And then starting the new year, uh, you know, when we start recording them closer to when they're air, we'll start getting to say same way we did uh, feedback for the boys, where it's essentially one week in arrears, and that worked out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, don't forget Sci-Fi Sundays every Sunday, every Sunday from here until the heat death of the universe, possibly. <laughs> Or the end of the expanse, uh, we, whichever comes first. <laughs> uh, well, no, Sci-Fi Sundays will definitely outlive the expanse. I think we're going to keep that going. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sci-Fi Sundays every Sunday at eight p.m. Eastern Standard, we will watch a season. We we'll watch an episode of 
uh, probably season three of Star Trek. That's what we're on right now, the next generation, and then the new Expanse episodes for those that week. And we'll mm-hmm. keep doing that. It's a great time. Got a great audience. It's a lot of fun. I really encourage you to join us at twitch.tv slash baldmove every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, and you can follow us over at Twitch. You can see our schedule. You can find out how to link up your Amazon Prime account if you have one to your free Twitch account to to join in on these live watches. And I hope you do. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's easy. Uh, don't be intimidated by the process. Super simple. Yeah. It takes like 60 seconds at most. And, Essentially, you're just uh, logging in to your, your services. Yep. Yep, and uh, the other thing to mention is feedback at uh, expanse at baldmove.com. Wherever we see you next, we'll see you then. Uh, and until that time, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya. See ya.